Episode 40 of Clear Shots is brought to you by Pinecast.com. Pinecast.com is an easy-to-use podcast hosting site that lets you post your show to the leading podcast platforms including Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and more. The free plan works for short-form podcasts, and their cheapest plan is only $5 a month. With Pinecast, you'll get access to unlimited episodes, unlimited storage, unlimited bandwidth, accurate analytics, and a website creator. Sign up for Pinecast today using the promo code R-63F8FB to get 40% off your first four months. If you have a podcast or are thinking about starting a podcast, there's no better place to do it than Pinecast.com. Again, visit Pinecast.com and use the code R-63F8FB to get 40% off your first four months. This is episode 40 of the podcast. It is just me and Jake today. Um... We're done with the NFL show because we realize, you know, it's taking time away from these podcasts. Um, we're going to still probably release uh, every Wednesday, maybe Thursday, maybe Fridays, depending on how long our episode is. Uh, still going to do our hour-long uh, parts. This is two parts, um, and we're just going to talk about football if we want to on the show, uh, which we do actually today in the second part, so... Uh, tomorrow's episode that you get is going to be a lot of football talk, but, uh, yeah, we're not going to do the NFL show anymore. We had fun doing it, but, uh, it was taken away from these. So let's get right into this one. We got about uh, a little over two hours for this one. So enjoy. Don't give them clear shots. 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 All right, here we go. We are live from uh, the the Hard Rock Hard Rock Cafe Uh, from the. Hard Rock Arena. And Hard Rock Stadium. Where's Hard Rock Stadium? That's Miami. That's where the Dolphins play. But their logo is bad. I, th- I think their logo was cooler when the Dolphin was uh, grimacing and had a Yeah, helmet. it was more like Dolphin-y. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. it's more like they're trying to get too mainstream with it. You know? Yeah, they're trying to be like, hey, you can... Our logo doesn't scare children anymore. <laughs> Which, like, you know... I think the scarier a logo or a mascot is, the better the team is. Yeah. That's why Otto the Orange is so fucking intimidating, you know? <laughs> Dude, I love that Otto the Orange gets voted the best mascot every year. I love that it's literally an orange. Yeah. Like, I love how that's, like, the scariest thing they could come up with, like, the most intimidating thing. I like that oranges <laughs> don't even grow in a New York State. It's like... Yeah, like, none of, none of it really makes any sense. No. I think they're called the orange because, uh, well, they were the orange men. Yeah. They picked their color first is what it was. And yeah. they were like, what's the best <laughs> name for an orange team? <laughs> well, they were probably like, you know what? Uh, we're going to be <laughs> Rufus. Uh, you're the AD. What are we going to call our team? He goes, you know, uh, let's call it the Syracuse men. We're manly. We're a manly university. We got manly sports teams and we'll be the Syracuse men. Yeah, uh, R- Rufus. Women go to this university too. Oh, uh, orange men. Then. Yeah. Well, we're orange, so <laughs> maybe they're all like fucking Guidos back in the day. <laughs> I think that's something to do with religion. I, I remember my dad telling me about it. Something to do with like the the color. Is that why they got rid of the the men? Yeah, it should be the orange boys. Yeah. I mean, they are. I mean, they're college kids. <laughs> they so. are boys. Yeah, that's they are supple. Orange, orange. Uh, they should call it I, orange college students. Orange I, students. I didn't understand the whole controversy because it was orange men and orange women. Yeah. And then they changed it to just the orange. The Syracuse orange. I mean, the orange, it sounds fucking... It does. It sounds, it sounds pretty cool, honestly. It sounds better. It does sound cool. It also doesn't rhyme with anything. So Yeah, so it's like, you're not going to get any you're rappers. You, you can't do a diss track against SU. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... I mean, I guess it depends on your rhyme for like rhymes. Eminem could probably do it. Yeah, T 
tech. Well, because like a lot of rappers, what they do is they just make words that don't rhyme at all sound like they rhyme. Oh, that was like the, way the Chris D'Elia it. thing about Eminem. Yeah, yeah. Where he's <laughs> like, <laughs> he does. He changes his inflection. That's what Eminem does. Yeah. I mean, it still sounds good and it still does rhyme, but it's like the way he changes, yeah. the way he pronounces the word makes it rhyme better, I guess. Makes it flow better. I don't know. Well, it's like the guy we just listened to when I got here, Aesop Rock. Not a lot of his words rhyme, but he yeah, does. You don't have he to changes rhyme, you just... the, the, the flow and the. Yeah, you just got to flow it. That's the key. Yeah. It's all about the uh, delivery. Yeah. I feel like that's what most rapping, like, I feel like the big rappers that have unique sounds, it's all just their delivery and shit. Like, it's not necessarily, like, their lyricism or, like, their flow. Sometimes it is. DMX, yeah. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, DMX is like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to bark in some songs, and that's, now I'm popular. Like, Snoop Dogg, uh, he's got just a nice, smooth voice. He's very relaxing to listen to. He sounds like he's always high, which he is. He is. Uh, Method Man from Wu-Tang, he's pretty good. Yeah, I like Method Man. Uh, I want to watch How High again, dude. That movie's great. Sky High? How High. The one about the superhero it's high got, school students? No, it's got... It's a weed movie. It's got Method Man in it. <clears throat> it's like... Uh, how have you never seen that? I feel like that's on TV once in a while. It's pretty good. I don't watch. I don't watch it. I really watch a lot of things. I don't watch it. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of things. People are like, yeah, uh, like I have not. I still never seen a, uh, a Clockwork Orange, and that's a movie that that's like the only movie you really like, isn't it? It's <laughs> <laughs> the only one I've ever seen. <laughs> it's one of the few that I've ever seen. Uh, I've, I've I've never finished The Shining. I was gonna watch The Godfather the other night. Then I saw it was three and a half hours. Yeah. I really do want to watch it. Everybody says it's one of the best movies of all time. See, I don't know. I feel like movies, like, with with the way Netflix has started to do series, like these long, like even these limited series, it's like it kind of ruins movies. (laughs) Because now you have, like, a 10-episode series of 45, 50 minutes in, in each episode. Now you got, like, an eight hour investment right there and you can watch bits and pieces of it at a time instead of going, Oh, I have to sit down for two and a half hours to watch this movie now. Like, I feel like the investment is different, but at the same time you got, if you want to fucking check out a show, you got to watch an hour of it to see if you're going to like it or not. Yeah. The problem I have with a lot of Netflix shows is that, and a lot of just shows in general now, because even HBO, I mean, ever since we were kids, all their shows are like 45 minutes to an hour long, except like comedies and stuff. Right. Um, Yeah, there's definitely, I think with movies, it's easier to get, uh, it's easy, I think it's easier to tell if you're going to like a movie or not than a show. Because, yeah, you know, I feel like people that review movies or critics and stuff like that are a lot more concise and it's a lot easier to digest the way that they review because with certain shows i'll have people but at the same time i feel like people who it's like with movies it's like just with critics i don't know that their opinions usually very good like i feel like most of the movies i like have just they've been shit on by critics it's like if you don't pay attention to that and you just go see the movie and watch it for what it is instead of listening to who what this dude's opinion yeah that's a good point and a lot of times it's like this opinion that like it makes they just want to sound smart so even if the movie's actually pretty good, they're going to shit on it because they didn't do this right or they didn't do this right. Like, they, they yeah. think that they know all this shit. And it's like, well, where's your movie? Like, put out your movie and uh, we'll have critics uh, review that shit. See, I think I agree. I agree so that's also a little bit disingenuous. But the thing is, like, <laughs> when you go to Rotten Tomatoes and you look at movies oh, that Rotten are like... Oh, Rotten Tomatoes is fucking garbage. Yeah. But it's yeah. Like, that's the thing is like when you go to Rotten Tomatoes and you see like a movie that's highly regarded as like one of the better movies ever, the critics have shit ratings on it. It's like what? Yeah, I feel like critics are mostly negative. That's what it seems. Well, it like. depends which. Like I like instead uh, of praising what's good, they they just shoot at what's what's bad about it. I like guys. I like Red Letter Media because the they uh their reviews are like a half hour long, and they they basically give you like a quick little summary. 
of the story. I mean, you really you got to break it down. That's the key. Yeah, they do a quick summary of the story. They both guys say what they expected, what they didn't expect, what they liked, disliked, what they would have changed. You know, and I actually a lot of movies that I'm on the fence about, I'll watch their review of it. And usually, I'll end up seeing it anyway because they explain. You know, if you they they do a lot of comparisons too. And then there'll also be, like, you know, a, a little summary at the end. Like, if you want a movie like Alien Covenant, for example, like, it's not a scary movie, but it's really well done with the the effects and the yeah. cinematography. And if you want that with Aliens, go see it. I think one of the hardest things to do is to come up with an ending, you know, to wrap up only two hours of uh you know, like, first of yeah. all, to stretch all of that story into two hours is hard, especially if it's like a book or something. You're cutting a lot of shit out. Mm-hmm. But, like, just to make an ending that's actually fucking worth it. There's so many movies that I've seen within the past couple of years that just, like, sort of end and you kind of, like, you're like, oh, oh that that's it? Like, like uh, what's, where's it? the next hour of this movie? Have you seen Lincoln? No. With Daniel Day-Lewis? Is it about... uh Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, it's wicked good. The Vampire Slayer. Amazing movie. But it's the only way I know him is he's a vampire slayer. It's <laughs> the whole movie is super in-depth about him ending the Civil War and then the Civil War ends and it just fast forwards to him dying. <laughs> and it's like, where, where's all the stuff in between? Yeah, like where's all the uh but I also I like movies that are abrupt, like in your face fuck you endings. Like the departed. Yeah, yeah. Have you yeah, seen the departed? Least- yeah, yeah, I have. Uh, is that the one with Leo DiCaprio and yeah. Jack Nicholson? Yeah. And then, um, what's the other one? Uh, who else is in that? Isn't that a Matt, good Matt cast? Damon, Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg Martin yeah. Sheen? That's a really good movie. Uh, it's on Netflix now, and if you haven't seen it, you really yeah. should. But and I can't. Oh yeah, well I'm gonna spoil it if I say that. So. But No Country <clears throat> for Old Men. Have you seen that one? No, Dude, I haven't. That movie is. I don't think I it's have. It's basically this serial killer is going around killing people, and he comes up to him and he has him flip a coin, and if they guess it wrong, he fucking just shoots him in the head. Oh, so it's like Two-Face. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the ending for that movie, I won't spoil the ending, obviously, but that that ending is like The Departed, where it's just like, what the fuck, like right. serious? Because <clears throat> it just completely well, spins. I yeah I like that I kind of like the open ended stuff too like like two thousand one a space odyssey have you ever seen that <clears throat> the no, last I don't think so the last like twenty minutes of the movie are fucking awesome but it leaves so much open that's like, the you one don't with know... like the that's the one with the evil AI right yeah okay I've only seen a couple bits uh, I've only seen a, like a little bit of it like the last twenty minutes you kind of like don't know what's really happening and it's like this crazy like psychedelic like trip through space that he has. And then he ends up being like reborn as like a giant like fetus in the sky, in the in space, and everybody's like, "Wait, what's what's happening? Like, who? What just happened?" But but it's it's cool um, because it leaves it so open ended. You yeah. can be like, "Oh, this is what happened," or someone else could see the same movie and be like, "Oh no, I think this is what it meant. Like, this is what they meant by that." Um, I like that about the first Matrix movie, and then they made the sequels. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind the sequels; they were cool. But the first Matrix the movie, first one. the first Matrix movie is basically, you know, Neo kills it, Mr. Smith and then starts recruiting other people to fucking save everybody. I haven't seen it since like, oh my God, fucking forever yeah. ago. And then, you know, the next two are basically just uh, popcorn loaded action movies, which right. is fine. I mean, that's, I mean, they're, they're profitable. And they made the so one. much money off of that right. whole series. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is like when I saw um, Interstellar. Which is one of my favorite movies. Is that the one with, uh, where... It's I don't want to spoil anything, but that's the one when, uh... Here, turn your microphone off for a second. It's got that guy... It's got, um... That's actually wicked good for spoilers. Matthew (laughs) McConaughey... We'll just do that from now on for spoilers. <laughs> just fucking shut the mics off. Matthew McConaughey yeah, Matthew is the name guy. Yeah, it's that got, movie's uh, fucking phenomenal. Topher Grace is in it. Yeah. <clears throat> it's got, uh, what's his face, That the guy who plays Alfred. Uh, what the fuck's his name? Oh, uh, holy shit. He's in like every movie yeah, ever. Yeah, he is. Uh, Kane? Kane? Something Kane? Michael Kane. Michael Kane. <clears throat> yeah. No, yeah, that's a really good movie. And it's very similar to 2001. 
like in a lot of ways. Like if you watch those two movies back to back, you're like, oh, I can see like the parallels. Like I can see exactly where they drew the inspiration from. You can tell it's from that movie. Obviously, like the main parts of it aren't, but the endings are very like they have a same like a similar concept where they kind of twist you into a weird way. Yeah. Like the ending comes out of nowhere. Like it, you don't really expect it. Um, <clears throat> you, do you like horror movies or no? Not really. I mean, it's not like I don't like them. I just don't watch them. Thing is, like, I don't, I don't get particularly like scared by horror movies. That's the thing. I don't get scared much either. And I feel like a lot of them are predictable, and I like, I just, I don't know. It seems like it's either jump scares or like, I like the movies. Like, have you seen The Witch? It's kind of like um, it's a slow burn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not. <clears throat> it's more of a. It's almost a suspense thriller sort of thing. Like you don't see shit for most of the show or for most of the movie, but it's mm-hmm. it's <clears throat> like the scenes you do see, like they kind of burn into your memory they because they. Yeah. yeah. That's like uh, there's a few movies I like like that. Like uh, you would love Bone Tomahawk, honestly. Yeah, it seems pretty brutal. And uh, what's the other one? Um. Shit. Fuck. God damn it. Tom Tom Bonahawk? <laughs> Bruce Bellinger? No, uh... Bryce, Bill, Bill Romanowski Harper. goes to school. Uh, no, uh, fuck. Event Horizon was a good one. <clears throat> you you have to have seen that one. Has Lawrence Fishburne... Come on, Rock. Oh, yeah. You can't see anything. <laughs> um... Has Lawrence Fishburne and uh, Sam Neill, the guy from Jurassic Park, you've seen that one, haven't you? I don't think so. It's where like fifty. I've barely seen all of Jurassic Park. That's that's fine, but it's like fifty years in the future, like two thousand fifty or two thousand sixty. America invents a ship that can travel at the speed of light, and they send it. They see how far it can go, and it makes it to Neptune. And then all of a sudden, it just disappears. Mm. They're like, oh, shit. And then, Where'd like, that thing go? And then five years later, it comes back, and uh, there's no life signs on it. So they're like, well, we have to go figure out what happened. Mm-hmm. So when then the team gets there to go save them, and all of a sudden, all the life signs come back. And they're like, what the fuck's going on with this ship? And they go on the ship and try to figure out what why it's being so weird. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, uh, you ever see Silent, or play Silent Hill? Yeah. It's like that, but in space. Where it's like, uh, it's like a supernatural sci-fi movie. It's really fucking cool. It's really fucking cool. It's really fucking brutal, too. Yeah, I went back the other day and looked at Parasite Eve gameplay, because I remember oh, being scared of it when I was a kid. It was great. And I'm like, well, this does not look like what I remember, because no, I, it was did. the second one that I played. But I, I, when I was a kid, like obviously graphics looked way better to me than they do now. Now it's like when you look at that shit, you're like, "This is corny as fuck." Like I don't care about. I would never want to play it again. Basically, I, f- I thought I think PS One graphics are the most charming. They're weird, the, especially in like Final Fantasy and things where. So like, I, well, I was just gonna say particle effects in Final Fantasy yeah. were so like gaudy that it was really cool. Well, it was, it was like like I liked the overworld look, like where it was like it almost looked like a painting. And then it's just like a weird, like pixelated dude that's running around. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's really weird the like, way they did like that. Like Final Fantasy seven and, and eight. Eight, yeah. I um, never finished eight, and I got three discs into seven, and then I don't. Someone stole it, I think. And then eight uh, is three discs. Yep. Seven is four discs. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, three. Yeah, three or four. And eight, I got pretty far in, and I, I got think it's stuck vice somewhere. versa. I think seven is three, and eight. Eight is, is four. four. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah, because I have seven still. I didn't steal it from you. Actually, no, I stole. I you might have, I but... sold it back to Infinite Lives because I bought it on Amazon for like eight bucks, and I sold it to Infinite Lives for like fucking twenty five or something. Well, shit. I mean, it's like now you can just buy it on your phone. <laughs> I have. I actually have it on, on uh, an emulator it's like eight right bucks now on your phone. I think I got oh, it. You can just get an emulator. Yeah. Yeah, the emulator I got is fucking sweet. It's a, uh, it's a PS One, but you can change it so it looks like a fucking Game Boy. Well, doesn't it like cover most of your screen with your controllers or like with your controls? Like it's overlay controls. If you so. play on landscape mode, yeah. 
There's Bluetooth controllers you can get for it, though. <clears throat> yeah, I'll show you what it looks like. It looks really fucking cool. Thing is, with phone games, you don't. You'd have to have a Bluetooth controller. I feel like that's easier. And then if you're going to do that, you want to play it on a tablet or something where you have a screen. Well, yeah, that's why I like Final Fantasy with the emulator because it's all turn-based stuff, you know? Right, yeah, it's not like overly kind of... It's not like playing PUBG on it or something. Which, people use controllers in that, in the phone version. And they they just wreck everybody else because everybody's playing on a fucking touchscreen. <clears throat> yeah, this is what it looks like. Oh, yeah. That's pretty sweet, isn't it? Yeah. It's just like a fucking uh, Game Boy. I mean, yeah, it's like with Final Fantasy, it's not like it's intense. Like no. it's turn-based. It's kind of like Pokemon where it's like you, it's, it's a That's very literally casual, how it feels like playing, it, It's too. a casual type of thing. <clears throat> um, that's the thing that sucks is on the emulator I have uh, all the Resident Evil games from PS1. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that one through because you have to hold R1 to shoot <laughs> So I'm playing, like, with fucking six fingers on, <laughs> on the screen. Yeah, fuck that. But yeah, going back to uh, uh, movie endings. What's your favorite ending to a movie ever? Mm, Angels in the Outfield. They win. <laughs> Angels in the Outfield because they win the pennant, finally. <laughs> <laughs> Field of Dreams is a great movie, too. Is that the one with the dead dad? It's the dude with uh, it's Kevin Costner. He That's the one about like Shoeless a, Joe, right? Yeah, he builds like a field out in his in his cornfield. There, he builds a baseball field. Yeah, and all the ghosts of the dead players show up and they play with him. Yeah, That's a good one. I like uh, shit, man. I like uh, Return of the King, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I've never seen that one. I don't think that's the last one. Yeah, I've only seen the first one. Uh, the Departed had an amazing ending, just because it f- it was just a giant middle finger. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, yeah, it really was. Too. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you haven't seen the Departed, you have to, you got to watch it. It was <clears throat> everybody's seen the Departed by now, right? Maybe. Like that's one of those movies that uh, V for Vendetta had a good ending. Have you seen that one? Yeah. Yeah, there's like a. I mean, heavyweights had a pretty good ending. <laughs> they finally get rid of Ben Stiller. Yeah. <laughs> they take the camp back. <laughs> I know there's a lot of movies that I I got to the I've gone to the point now where <clears throat> I spent like all of high school and all of college watching a new movie every day <laughs> that at this point it's like I have no ambition to watch movies anymore. I, I used feel to like I, the- I, I, they just blend together. Like unless it's a standout movie, like that's how I know a movie's good is like if I actually remember it. Yeah, like because <laughs> most of the time I don't. I like horror movies a lot. My, one of my good friends Dan and I watch movies or used to watch horror movies together all the time. Like every week we'd get together and watch like two or three new horror movies. Yeah, and that's what I like is I, with horror movies. It's not so much. Uh, getting scared especially when you get used to them it's more uh like holy shit the fucking they came up with this that's fucking disgusting like mm. you know what i mean some of the story elements and stuff like that i i, I watched hellraiser cuz that was on amc i was like i've never seen this before but i see his fucking mask all over the place yeah. so obviously there's something to Did it do you like it i was like this is kind of weird like it didn't really it i don't know i don't know if i liked it or not it was just kind of an odd concept that there's like this box and they just open it and now everything bad that could possibly happen happens to them. It's kind of a, I thought it was more of a slasher. You know? Yeah, it definitely was. <clears throat> it was interesting, I guess. I mean, I I also had never seen the newer Friday the 13th movie. I, I was watching a lot of AMC this past month because there was a lot of horror movies on that I hadn't seen. The newer. But they remade Friday the 13th. Well, the one from like ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. I've and seen I, that. that, that is was, that the one where the guy is like having sex with the girl and he goes, "Your nipple placement's perfect." Is it that one? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think you're right. <laughs> you got perfect nipples, baby, or some was, shit like that. It was pretty uh, comical, stupid. But you see Jason a lot more. 
in that movie. Like in the first Friday the Thirteenth, it's weird because he's not really like the dude that stalks everybody. He's no, it's like, his mom the whole time. Yeah, <clears throat> and which is one of my favorite fight scenes of all time because it's hilariously bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. It's like this sixty-seven-year-old lady fighting, <laughs> and and then like they break chairs over each other and shit. <laughs> I love. Uh... <laughs> I like the fight of the 13th movies a lot too, dude. And honestly, out of all those slasher movies, the scariest ones are Halloween. Like the first yeah. two Halloween movies. I hear the new one's good. I heard the new one is phenomenal. Yeah. Like, absolutely insane. I would like to see the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody too. So. Yeah, my parents saw that the other day. They said it was great. They saw it at the movie tavern. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's certain movies I feel like you gotta see in the theaters. I don't know if that's one. I feel like the big action movies are the ones you want to see in theaters. Like Mad Max: Fury Road was fun to watch in the theater because it was so like uh, high octane. Like, yeah, like that's the constant. one that's the whole movie is like a it's car all chase. All in the right? desert. Yeah, it's like all in the desert. I don't think I've, that's the one. Who's in it? Tom. Uh, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Yeah, I almost said Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tim. <laughs> Tim Bradley. Tim Bradley. Uh, I haven't seen that one. Uh, we watched Hardcore Henry in the theater when that came out. That was pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, that was, seems like you'd get disoriented as fuck. I was high as shit for that movie. <laughs> Same with uh, the first Deadpool. Yeah, I liked I that one a that lot. One I didn't theater. like watching it a second time, though, honestly. I didn't see it until I. it was after it came out. Uh, Black Mass I saw in theaters. That was a good one. About Whitey Bulger. Rest in peace. Yeah, I think I've seen that too. You you have no he idea. Got, he got fucking. Did did they release pictures of his corpse yet? I don't think so. They I I read they might the, have. I, I haven't re- seen. Them, I read but. the description when Joe Rogan was talking about it, and apparently they took, um, socks f- filled with like metal, like yeah. screws and shit, and was bashing his head in, and then when he was unconscious, they gouged out his eyes and ripped out his tongue. Yeah. I feel like you could do They weren't creative enough, dude. I feel like you could have gone harder on him. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't a great guy. No. I love how in all the movies they depict him so like as like a badass. Yeah. Like they they don't depict him as like the piece of shit that he actually was. That's the thing that was really cryptic about Black Mass was that he was like the good guy. They yeah. made him out to be the good guy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I might be going around. Well, that's that's how A Clockwork Orange is, too. Like, really, you're following Alex, who's, like, actually, like, this gangster, basically. Not a gangster, but he's in, like, this weird group of people that constantly commit crimes, and he goes into, like, this mental hospital and shit. But they make it so, like, he's the narrator. So, like, they kind of put you on his side, even though though he goes through all this shit, like, this... uh, he goes through all this weird, um, what's it fucking called? He goes through a bunch of fucking weird experiments to try and better himself. But it doesn't work ultimately, and that's the whole thing. Is like you're trying to. It seems like you're you're automatically placed on his side, even though he's kind of a douchebag. I gotta watch that. I want to watch it this weekend. It's really good because it's kind of uh, it's it's kind of hard to follow because I didn't really get it until I watched it maybe three times. I read the book. Is it? Have you it's, read the book? It's strange because of the language they use. Like, it's kind of an odd, like, fusion of two different languages, but they also have, like, their own, like, dialect that they create throughout the show, or throughout the movie. Yeah. So, like, there's words that they use that don't actually exist, but they're, like, blendings of different words, and Um, it kind of gives it, like, such a, it gives it a very strange feeling. Like, there's not really, it gives it a, uh, like, the overlying mood is totally different mm -hmm. from anything I've seen, really. How do you feel about movies with subtitles, <clears throat> like like foreign movies? I mean, I guess it depends on what it is. And I don't know if I want to watch a movie with all subtitles because it takes me out of watching what's happening. Like, I feel like you can pay attention to what's happening, but I'd rather fucking be a hundred percent like into, into what's going on rather than being like, uh, time for me to fucking basically read a book. <laughs> basically That's read a, a short point. story it's like at that point it's like just make it a short story I'll read that then you can make it up in your mind which usually it's better usually it's better if you just fucking do it all in your head mm-hmm. 
And it's different for everybody too. That's why people like books. Cause you could, you could have 12 people read the same book and it's totally different for everybody. Really the way they pictured it. I just get so reading makes me so tired. Yeah. And dizzy. And the thing it's is really like, weird. I get, if I read for too long, I start to get yeah. lightheaded. I get to a certain point where I've read like seven pages and I'm like, where's the end of this chapter? Like I'm flipping through, like trying yeah. to find the end of the chapter and being like, oh my God, I'm going to be reading this for another fucking 20 minutes just to get to the end of the fucking. <laughs> and I can't, chapter. I have a problem like reading and then comp like reading and then locking it in at the same yeah. time. You know what Like I mean? sometimes I have to go back over a couple sentences. Yeah. And be like, wait a minute, this is what he was doing while he was looking this direction. Like, Yeah, that's why college... Okay, now I get it. That's, that's why college didn't work out for me, because I can't read and think. The comprehension type thing. Yeah, that's that skill is long gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes it's just... Uh, sometimes your brain just moves faster than the words. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the problem. We read wor- We read words as words. And sometimes you stumble over them because of that. Especially when you read aloud and you get ahead of yourself. That's when you start, like, fusing words together and shit because your brain's thinking That's the thing, too, is I can read and type and read aloud and stuff like that, but I don't collect it. I don't know how to explain it. I guess comprehension is the way to go. Like, you leave a lot of pieces behind. Yeah, like, when I'm reading, it's just like, oh, I'm just going to regurgitate what I'm looking at, you know? It's not like I'm thinking about it. Then you have to, like, read it again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fucking. Yeah, fucking A. I know, it was funny. Uh... (laughs) So I was telling you before we started, we went, well, first we could talk about the Bills game. We went to see the Bills. (laughs) They they lost fucking, what, 40 to 9 Sunday? 41 to 9, maybe? 41 to 9. Yeah, they got fucking shredded. Spent half the game trying to get my fucking jewel back. You spent most of the game, yeah, looking yeah. for that guy. Fucking dog shit. <sighs> yeah, it wasn't. I'm glad it wasn't an entertaining game. <laughs> like, it was entertaining because the bills are awful. Yeah. And we got to sneak down to the... the I lower. mean, what was mostly entertaining was that I was wearing Packers gear and the Bears were winning. So, that was the most entertaining thing, I'd say. Shit talking everybody on the way back to the bus. Yeah, and then Mo disappearing and <laughs> I don't know what happened to Mo. He's back home now, but that guy. Yeah, he fucking Mo was like the star, even though no one knew who Mo was. There was yeah. like one guy who knew who he was. <laughs> he's like the he's he runs the front desk at the hospital, and he was the one selling all the tickets. Not anymore. He didn't. No, he ended up. Uh, I got lost somehow. Yeah, never made it back to the bus. Ended up just going to the airport and going, <laughs> going back to I can't Syracuse. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> He's like, "Well, I can't find the bus. I'm gonna go to the airport because somehow he knows where that is instead of where the bus is." Well, I think he took a cab. He got back to where the bus was, and they all the buses were gone. It must have taken him forever because we waited there like an hour at least. Yeah, that's what everybody told me. Because I slept as soon as we got back on the bus. Dude, my head was killing me. I was out. We woke up, I went to Arby's, got way too much food. That yeah. chicken sandwich was awful. It was just doused in fucking sauce. <laughs> but, uh, fucking A, Mo. God damn it, man. <laughs> yeah. Classic Mo, dude. Yep. So, yeah, it really watched, is a Mo move. Watched the Bills game, we got home. I got home at like nine. And I was like, I could go to bed, but I got work. I don't, I don't got work Monday. So I was like, uh, I bought a 10 strip of acid last week and I was like, might as well just do a little bit of acid. So <laughs> I yeah, why not? took a tab of acid and I actually, I had a good time. <laughs> I actually, dude, I, for the first like hour and a half, nothing was happening. My vision was just kind of wavy. I wasn't really seeing colors really. My perception wasn't awful. So I ended up playing Madden. And I played my first game of Madden. That's always good when your perception's not there. It was pretty good. Uh, I was so in the zone. Like, it, it was amazing. And I was I actually played from the defender's perspective. It's fun sometimes. I did the super close-up camera, yeah. and I just fucking went off, dude. Uh, I ended up... I actually played three games. 
I like being like an yeah. outside linebacker with that camera. Yeah. So I can just kind of like, I can go up. I can push up and run straight at the quarterback. Yeah, instead of pulling down. It's a little bit easier to see. For sure. But yeah, I ended up... Uh, <clears throat> but then when they throw the ball, you're fucked because you have no idea where your corners are. Mm-hmm. I played three games and I won the Super Bowl with the Browns. And I was just insanely good. Like that's that's a difficult task. Yeah, usually, like usually, <clears throat> I maybe score like twenty five, thirty points. I usually win by like a field goal. Maybe I usually if I if I'm tied or down by one or two, I just run out the clock and kick a field goal. Mm-hmm. And I ended up playing the Patriots and then the Chiefs and then the Packers. In between the three games, I only allowed twelve points, and I mm-hmm. averaged like forty something a game. I played the Super Bowl in my league last night, and I I was playing against the Jaguars. There you go. It was thirty to twenty final. It was Not a fucking bad. close game. It was pretty intense. I was like freaking out a little bit because they were up. They were down. We were only up by three, and I blocked their field goal, which never happens. No. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> Fuck yeah! And then we finally actually started scoring. Yeah, I ended up... Uh, there's games where, like, I, I really do feel like that game's super scripted because there's games where, like, you just drop too many balls. Like, you drop almost everything. Yeah. Weren't, and <clears throat> all the penalties were against me. They were never against them. When, like... I feel like in Madden, you have to crank pass interference. Like, defensive like defensive PI, you have to crank the slider to 100, basically, in order to see it happen, like, at all. Yeah, I had one where... Um the I just I think it's because penalties seem like they're animation based, which is yes. stupid. Yeah, like the only time I see PI is when I'm doing an aggressive catch, so I'm holding Y, and the defender's like also right there. And then if you get the right animation, then it's a, P, a defensive PI. Yeah. <laughs> but I ended up uh, I watched uh, two Joe Rogan podcasts, one while I was coming up, and by the time I was really feeling it, it was almost over. I had like an hour left, and it was the Alex Jones and Eddie Bravo one. Because I, I was like, this is the perfect one to start tripping I've on. I've seen that one like two. three times. It's so least. good. I want to watch the uh, Tom DeLonge one again, because it's yeah. hilarious. I'm going to watch that one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do it again Saturday night. Yeah, he does such a good myself. job of saying nothing like, throughout <laughs> the entire podcast. And uh, But the newest one, the Sober October one, is like five hours long. <laughs> I only got to watch half of it last Jesus. night. Jesus. So yeah, I'm going to watch the Tom DeLonge one, and then I'm going to watch the Bobcat Goldthwait one, because that one is one of my favorites, because I love the way he talks. Mm-hmm. So I watched the Alex Jones one. By the time that one was over, I was like so in tune with the conspiracies that yeah. Madden was just there. Like I wasn't even playing anymore. So then I switched to Human Fall Flat, and I watched Joe Rogan with Dennis McKenna. <laughs> and dude, they started talking about like fucking simulations. That's a fucking experience. They started talking about simulations and psychedelics and like brain waves. And he was talking about how like this these this group of researchers in Europe is like think they think that psychedelics are a way for humans to go to like a different dimension. Yeah. And I was like, huh. <laughs> like, yep, here we are. That's the idea. Is that it's um like your brain is like. The the idea is that it's a the afterlife, it's yeah. The same thing. It's operating on a different level because you that like dimethyltryptamine that releases on like when you die. They think that it's kind of like a dream where it seems like it's forever, but it's not. Like it's pretty much instant. Yeah, but. they were talking about how uh, Joe Rogan was talking about how he when he did DMT one time. He was with Ari Shafir, and they were, like, hiking, and they got to the top of the mountain, and they smoked DMT. Yeah. And Joe was talking about how he smoked it and held it in, and as he was holding it in, he was looking out and saw just all the nature from the peak of the mountain. Then let close his eyes and exhaled, and when he opened his eyes back up, he was just, like, in a void. And it was just, like, he couldn't see himself. Yeah. He was just like seeing shapes. He he said he like wasn't you, you don't really feel like a you're in your body anymore. Yeah, it's he just, he uh, was saying that he he couldn't see anything, but he could sense things. Right. And uh I am I don't think I ever want to do DMT, dude. Like no, I've done Salvia either. before and Salvia was fucked. Mm-hmm. Salvia was like <clears throat> I just Well, I think Salvia is a little more evil. Yeah, it definitely is. Salvia, I remember I did it with my cousin Jesse once. I was like fucking 15 or 16. I did it with Graham Barney too. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time I did it with, with Jesse. Uh, 
I did it twice, I think, but it was it was dark. It, and was it wasn't like, it was, for me it wasn't super intense. It was just like a like a weird experience for like five minutes and then I was back just but when you come back you're super fucking high. The weird thing about it was that time dilation yeah. wasn't uh wasn't as big an issue as it is like I don't know you've never done acid, have you? No. You've never done mushrooms? I've done mushrooms. You know on how on mush like mushrooms you kinda don't feel the passing of time? Right, yeah. It speeds up and slows down. Acid with me when I do it, it's like time lasts so long because your brain is just Mm -hmm. overclocked for so long. Yeah. And the trip changes. Like, I thought I was coming down because I only took one hit. Usually I take like three or four at a time. (laughs) And I just like fall into an eclipse. (laughs) And I just took one hit. I was functioning. I was making food and shit. I was fine. I was watching fucking, I was watching fucking Family Guy, and it was the same thing that happened the first time I watched it, where just the, the characters were, like, coming out of the screen and, like, shifting around. Yeah, it's like VR. Yeah, it was really interesting. <laughs> and then my visuals started to taper off, but my body was just feeling, like, I was feeling really, really, really hot, and then I was feeling really, really, really cold. Like, I was Well, the problem sensitive. is, like... When it, you're on anything, you can't really think about your body functions because then no. you focus too much on it and it freaks you out. And then the other thing with acid is that uh, <clears throat> vasoconstriction. It's the same thing when, uh, like, if you do, there's LSD and there's LSA. happens with mushrooms. It happens with most psychedelics where your brain is working so hard, your your heart rate slows down so you get cold because your heart's not pumping as much. Yeah. Which is why you're not supposed to mix uh, psychedelics with like SSRIs or Xanax or anything like that. Cause you can just cause some really bad internal functions. Yeah. But I, I thought I was coming down. I took it at like nine, started really feeling it around 11, 1130. And then around like three, I was like, all right, you know, everything, I'm not seeing crazy colors anymore. I'm kind of just like riding this wave. And I was, I started to lay down and I remember laying down and staring at my TV and I like closed my eyes and I was listening to the TV and I like looked at my phone and when I looked up, my bed was where it usually is, but my walls were like 50 fucking feet away from me and my TV was floating like right in front of me and then my walls behind that. It looked like I had hallways <laughs> in my room and it was nuts. And then, you know, I, I ended up coming back to, you know, the see, seeing the colors and stuff and just thinking weird shit. And that's when I started to be able to type on my phone again. <laughs> I couldn't do shit. I was going to start texting you because I was watching the Packers game kind of too, tuning into it every now and then. <laughs> and I was going to text you and I was going to be like, dude, I can't, I'm not going to have a conversation right now because I'm about to talk about shit that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, one of the things I was going to say I was just going to be like, dude, how would the history of the Packers change if the Green Bay was like different color? <laughs> yeah, like, like what if it was like Blue Bay or orange, Red Bay orange or Bay. Orange Bay? But I had, <laughs> I had six, I, I had six thoughts that were really encapsulating me uh, during this, this experience. And it's the first time I've done acid in like fucking eight months, probably. So I was hitting it. I was feeling pretty good. And uh, the blotter paper was actually made out of hemp. So what I ended up finding out was from the guy I got it from was that one hit of this hemp blotter was equivalent to like two or three hits of regular LSD. And it lasted way too long, dude. It was bad. Like I ended up actually, I didn't fall asleep until like nine and I woke back up at 12 and I was still hallucinating. And I, I got a text from my dad and he goes, you, uh, I need your help over at the apartment house next door. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I like could not comprehend the directions he was giving me. So luckily he just thought I was super hungover because <laughs> that wasn't Naturally. a good idea either. You're not supposed to, you're supposed to not have any impurities in your body during, but you know, whatever. So I ended up coming up with these. So there's so many conditions for that shit though. Like to have yeah, it you, all, to have it all go right. You That's ha- why I know I'm not going to do it. Like you, you have to be in a perfect headspace. First of all, you got to be in the right place. Yeah. You have to be like healthy, super healthy. Yeah, my big thing was that, you know, I was sober from the alcohol. I felt fine. But yeah. the thing is, is I still probably had alcohol being processed. Well, yeah. You're supposed to take vitamins and drink a ton of water and stuff like that. And I definitely wasn't doing that. I mean, I was drinking those insures and stuff. But still, 
So <laughs> this week, I mean, this is going to be the only night I drink all week, and I've been <clears throat> about Pedialyte, one a day vitamins, Gatorade, stuff like that to keep myself boosted because I'm going to do it again Saturday when I have the house to myself, so I'm not, you know, so I can be a little more free. That's part of it. It's like being, I guess, being by yourself. Either, but some some people want to want to be. See a lot of them. A lot of my friends that do it frequently do only do it with other people. And yeah. I have friends that want to do it with me, and I'm like, no, man. You know, I do it to like kind of. I feel like that changes your experience completely, though. Yeah, like I I can I I've done mushrooms with other people, and it's just not as it's not as uh, mystical. Yeah, it's not well, as enlightening. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, I, and I only did it once, and I did it with Cass. And, and he's we probably were, the only person, him and Graham are probably really the only couple people that I would ever do psychedelics yeah. with, you know? I mean, we literally just built couch forts yeah. for like probably seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fucking, yeah, that's the thing is, um, and I, I've done dissociatives like, you know, Robitussin and uh, MXE. I've done PCP once. MXC? Yeah. <laughs> and uh <laughs> Like Robitussin is is frowned upon as a, <clears throat> a recreational drug because it's you know fucking cough syrup. Yeah, but that's another one dark, that makes you feel dark arts. It makes you feel real. Yeah, it has the dark arts too. <laughs> it makes you feel really different. It it you don't really hallucinate visually, yeah. but you definitely uh, you lose your ego, and your brain goes on autopilot. Wherein, like you know, I'll be just fucking jetting, dude. And uh, the worst thing is that time and your consciousness don't exist when you're on that, mm-hmm. when you're on any dissociative. That's why they're called dissociatives. And I'd sit there like if I was, I haven't, I haven't done it. In See, that's like a, a thing. Long, like long, if you did that time. in like an isolation tank or something, that's the place to yeah, do it. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I love doing that shit with other people because <clears> you end up fucking just combining your, your, your subconsciouses together yeah. and you just have like I did it with Sam once and it was like we did it and then we just fucking played Bloodborne and shit and we were like super like into telepathically it telepathically talking to each yeah, other yeah we were shit. playing like Resident Evil we were fucking cooking food and shit we cleaned the house but then when you do it alone it's like uh, you'll sit there and fucking li- literally play Madden or play fucking whatever video game from the beginning until the end because you don't even realize you're doing it right but uh, <laughs> it's weird, man. It's really weird. Like I, I, you like come back and you're like the president, and you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it really is. It's almost like it's yeah. almost like watching yourself black out. Yeah. But you really, I haven't done anything too dangerous. I think the one thing I did was uh, I was tripping, and one of my friends asked me if I wanted to smoke weed with him. And I was, oh, it was actually Sam. He's like, do you want to come over and smoke a uh, blunt with me or something? And I was like. Yeah, I'll be over. He goes, I can pick you up. And I go, nah, I'm going to go for a jog. And I literally ended up sprinting from his house to my, or from my house to his house. And I didn't even realize I wasn't tired or anything. <laughs> Just going. But, uh, so these are the epiphanies I had. <clears throat> and I thought they were great ideas at the time. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, now the first one, and this was right when I was coming down and I was thinking about shit. And I ended up watching, I watched the Dennis McKenna episode, and then I watched another one. I can't remember who it was. Oh, it was the Joey Jingles episode. That's the one I fell asleep to, was Joey Jingles, episode 163. <laughs> so the first one, uh, we should make stop signs with lights on them. So that way, if people are driving in the dark, they know where the stop signs are. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't thinking that one through. <laughs> That's a good point, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the second one was uh, shapes are only scary if you let them intimidate you. Hmm. Which, um, <laughs> I mean, kind of, yeah. Shapes can be intimidating, I guess. Yeah, but you have to let them intimidate you, which makes yeah. sense on like a like a fundamental level, <laughs> right? <laughs> but but why would like you a, let not them like a practical you. level? Yeah. <laughs> 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 this is my favorite one that I had. <clears throat> Falling isn't that bad if you never hit the ground. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like the worst part about falling is hitting the ground, right? Yeah. Like if you're just falling infinitely, you're Right, yeah, like the fall <laughs> itself is fine. It's just you're scared of the impact. That's the key. I feel like uh that's why skydiving's a thing. Yeah. Cuz then you can fall without hitting the ground. Yeah. Uh, 
This is the weird one because I don't even like this company that much. I don't really like any of the games they made. But I, I, I said, uh, if the Matrix is ever created, I want it to be created by CD Projekt Red so there, there are barely any glitches. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. <clears throat> um, <laughs> roads are the greatest invention ever. If all of a sudden all the roads disappeared, nobody would be able to go anywhere. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which which isn't 100% right but no because there would still be walking where well you there would still be where the roads were <laughs> like that would just mean the pavement disappeared yeah 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 and then uh <laughs> uh if birds were bigger they'd rule the world yeah <clears throat> like if they if if all the birds well, they definitely would if birds scale up to like human size we'd be fucked yeah and then I got really scared thinking about the, giant birds. Yeah. Everything. Birds. <laughs> <laughs> they have uh, the height advantage. They have the aerial advantage. You know what I mean? I mean, think about it. They rule the skies. We don't have that shit unless we're in an airplane. That's a good point. And even when we're in an airplane, we're kind of fucked. It's not like we can reach out the window and fuck attack birds. We can't get the height advantage. You can't have the high ground on birds. It's impossible. And plus, they're like, if they were huge, I mean, they're fucking savages. They'd pick you the fuck up and just fly you and drop you and shit. And then you would probably fall and hit the ground, which means you're probably going to die. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I had another one that... It's fun <laughs> until you hit the ground, though. That was a thought that I had that... I've had a, this thought sober before, and I wish I wrote more down. But it was, uh, if Pink Floyd never existed and released Dark Side of the Moon right now, it would be more popular than it was back in the 70s. But I don't think I agree with, with that one. It would be... If, if if Pink Floyd never existed, but all the bands after them that were influenced by them were still a thing, would they be more popular than the bands they influenced? Mm. I don't know. But I can't really think of another psychedelic or, uh, pro- like trippy space rock progressive band that does the same things that Pink Floyd does. The closest I can think of is maybe Porcupine Tree. That's what I was thinking, but I don't know. But even Porcupine Tree didn't get that big. They all, yeah, they're still not that big. The thing is like, they also have heavier sections too. Yeah. And then it got me thinking, and they're also not, it's not the same. Like some of their, I guess with, with Pink Floyd, a lot more of their sections are like floatier sections. They're floaty, and the, all their albums are concept albums. Right. Which is very strange to me, the fact that they got that popular, because nowadays, not a lot of people like concept albums. A lot of people are just into singles. But then you think about all their biggest singles, like well, that's Money just and Time music. and Another Brick in the Wall and Comfortably yeah. Numb. Hey well, you. popular music is all, I mean, they're never concept albums. That's just how it works. I feel like it's the deeper band's. I mean, most of the bands I listen to are all do concept albums. You know, yeah, like BCBAM, Porcupine Tree Porcupine does concept Tree. albums. I mean, Devin Townsend. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like Coheed mo- and Cambria. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of them, especially progressive. It's a very progressive band type of thing to do. I mean, if you're a progressive rock band, most likely you have a concept album. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of just the idea. Even we were going to write a concept. We did write a concept <clears> album. <throat> It's just we didn't get it recorded. Dream Theater? I believe they do have some that are... Uh, Scenes from a Memory? Is that a concept album? I think so. Concept album is basically an album that you have to listen it's to a, all the way through that tells a story, right? The, yeah, the idea is that it's one fluid story. It doesn't necessarily have to mean that the songs all flow to, through each other. It mm-hmm. just means that the story itself is kind of... I think it's a linear is, story. I think this was actually a topic we covered with one of the Berlin brothers or maybe Cody about what bands, if they never, if they came out now, like classic bands, if they came out now, what ones would be more popular than before? Oh, I hit him. I knocked him retarded. That fucking fruit, fruit fly again. It's probably the same one that's been in here for three months. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think like we, I don't remember that. who I we, do remember. We talked about that. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I can't remember who we were talking about. I remember, Thinking Metallica. Yeah. Um, Metallica is very... It's weird because Metallica and Megadeth were such like a... 
there was like such a split audience between those two bands mm-hmm. because of Dave Mustaine and like how he left Metallica and all those things. And there was always people that go like, "Oh, Megadeth's way better than Metallica." Wait, the guy, like the guy that's in Megadeth, Dave Mustaine, the yeah, front was in man. Metallica. Yeah, he was originally. I didn't know that. I've never and listened I to Megadeth. I think I don't remember exactly most of it, but I think he was uh, like one of the songwriters. And I don't know what what it was that they that caused them to split, but he started Megadeth, and that was basically like. It started a feud, basically, where like fans would be like, "Yeah, Megadeth is way better because Mustaine." It's like, "Yeah, Mustaine's great and everything," but songwriting wise, I don't know. I feel like uh, Metallica has the better tunes. Yeah, like, Megadeth definitely <clears throat> has some good songs, and I think musicianship, like they're great musicians. I mean, they had fucking awesome fucking uh, guitar sections. I feel like uh, musically they wrote better, but I don't know. I feel like the overall structure of everything was better in Metallica. I think Metallica is easier to digest. They're also more mainstream. Yeah, I think. Um, cause what I, I, I know I have Megadeth on my phone, but I know I haven't listened to a lot of them. Yeah. They, they do have really good songs. So they're good live too. Um, I've seen them live once. Do you ever, you ever listen, you ever listen to a lot of Fleetwood Mac? No. Not really. No, I think that's another band. I don't know if I talked about it back then, but I think that's a band with, with this new wave of, you know, kind of soft rock, funky jazz, like kind of Alabama Shakes, uh, Black Keys. Yeah. Um, the Punch Brothers are getting really popular, that bluegrass, newgrass, country kind of band. I feel like Fleetwood Mac, I, I guess it's really a cop-out to pick bands that a lot of people consider timeless. Because we're not going to talk about bands from the 70s that aren't popular still. You know what I mean? We're going to talk about bands that stood the test of time when you bring that topic up. Yeah, that's the idea. It's it's strange because you don't see... I don't know. I I feel like you just don't get as much creative music nowadays. I was thinking about this the other day. You don't really like... I feel like the kids that grow up now, they're going to grow up with pretty bad music like overall yeah like because when i was growing up like we had like we went through a transformation like punk was like getting really big and like those were really popular songs but you had groups of people that would listen to punk you had groups of people that would listen to rock you had groups of people that would listen to metal you had groups of people that would listen to rap now it's like everything's kind of like bottlenecking you know what i was talking to my dad about this actually and uh he didn't come to the fucking game. I thought he did for a, a split second, but Tony, Vinny knows him. He comes to our, uh, Tony, not his, bro- not his brother, Tony Lavolsi, amazing musician. He's one of my dad's best friends. Uh, we were talking about this the other day, actually with, uh, the fact that music streaming services are so big. Now people only want to listen to what they want to listen to. Right. You know, I remember there's so much music on my phone that I only listened to and only got exposed to. Because of the radio, uh, Pandora, when Pandora was a big thing, yeah. Sirius Radio, when that was the big thing, back when, you know... Yeah, curated radio is... is it, and I think it was better back then, too, because it would, it would just... The, the algorithms were better. For Pandora? Like, yeah, just for Pandora and Spotify radio and things. I feel like now it's just not... It doesn't give you what you want, necessarily. No. I have a playlist, like I have a main playlist that like has the songs that I I know that like I would want to hear. Mm-hmm. But I also have like a, a I, have I call a it my those. forest playlist, and I it's kind of deep. It's way deeper into like things that I have sort of explored a little bit, but they have songs that like I haven't listened to enough to get a good judgment of and shit like that. Yeah. So it just kind of plays, you know. It's kind of an expanded playlist. Yeah. I have I have three of those like eclectic playlists that have uh, like eight nine ten eleven different artists in each one i have one that's a lot of metal i have one that's a lot of you know classic rock and like modern rock and then i have one that's a lot of like rap and hip-hop and uh r&b electronic stuff and you can't get things from the radio anymore either what's weird too is like a lot of the shit that's on the radio is like play is like old shit Mm -hmm. they play classic rock you know TK99 and TK105. <laughs> I love how all those radio 
personalities have like the same voice inflections. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking um how weird it is how uh there's still our radio station. Yeah. Um well, it's just it seems like it should be reformatted in some way. Yeah, and I was taught I feel like it's it cannot be that expensive to run an FM radio. I mean, it is expensive. But right. I feel like the fact that all these radio stations are still around while we have stuff like iTunes and Spotify, YouTube, Pandora, yeah. pirating is a big thing still. Well, yeah, and people listen to a lot of podcasting now, too. Yeah, and that was the next thing I was going to get to was uh, I was talking to this guy yesterday on the Joe Rogan subreddit about the Elon Musk podcast. I haven't seen it yet. And apparently it was really good. Obviously, it's it's the most watched one so far. Yeah, it's very strange, too, like how yeah. calculated he is and shit. And people were saying, you know, that is going to be the, the biggest landmark for podcasting because an interview like that, unedited four hours, three right. hours of Joe Rogan talking to Elon Musk face-to-face, you're not going to get that on 60 Minutes. You're not going to get that on the news. No, you definitely don't get it on the radio. No. And that's with the radio. It's like you get on there for fucking 10 minutes. You get some sound bites. They ask you some wicked generic questions and then you answer them with wicked generic answers. You can't, there's nothing else you can do besides answer them with generic answers. Like, Oh, Hey, you're a, you're a comic, right? You're a comedian. Like (laughs) tell us a joke. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you, uh, you play, uh, you know, alternative rock. You want to play a song for us or blah, 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 blah. It's not like there's no in-depth converse, conversation. Yeah. Those. It's like you're not really learning. It's almost just about, a promo is what mm-hmm. it is. You're not really learning about the person behind the. And, and even yeah. with. Yeah. And, and even with with radio, it's just like you're you're number one. You're counting on the fact that if you're if you're an alternative rock guy and you go on there, you're counting on the fact that the people who listen to alternative <coughs> rock are listening at that moment. Like, cause it's a live constant thing. Like it's not, you're basically hoping that your target audience is listening at that point in time. So I think it's like sort of antiquated and, and, you know, like I said, I feel like most of those hosts are the same person. Like, so, um, Hey, radio stop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's that's about where I'm at. I mean, and I thought this was interesting too. When you listen to Joe Rogan or any podcast, are you primarily are you primarily audio or video? Because um, I thought this was interesting. I exclusively watch podcasts, like watch them. Yeah, I thought it was interesting to find out that most most people, people listen. listen to them. But it's because I feel like a lot of people listen to them at work. Where they can't like if I, I will listen to it, but if I have the option to watch it, yeah, yeah, I will. I used to when I when I was working at the movie theater, I would listen to it, uh, and if it wasn't finished when I came home, I would tune it to the YouTube version, yeah, and just you know skip ahead to wherever I was. And I think really the only podcast that I never watched is Sleepy Cabin, but that's because there's no video. Mm-hmm. That's why I like the animation so much because you know there's it adds it them. adds another effect yeah. to it even though they're only a few minutes long and then there's the there's the few that are like a half hour or so and long. I mean there are there's still a lot of them that don't have video and yeah. it's not like it's necessary like have you ever listened to the official podcast no with, uh, critical no that I'm one's critical. pretty good they he um hey guys it's critical hey guys, we're gonna it's play critical. this shit let's do uh, this shit that guy his podcast is really good and uh. He, f- the the only problem is it's very hard to it's not very accessible because it's mostly internet personalities that he has on there. Yeah. So if you're not, that's the thing is like that's definitely a podcast that caters to people like even people younger than me because I don't give a shit what PewDiePie has to talk about or what H three H three has to talk about because yeah those are guys I watch their videos because they're. Like, I'll watch PewDiePie because like he's funny. You know? I'll watch H3 if he has somebody on, you know, like Bill Burr or Tim Heidecker. That, ep- like, that Bill Burr episode was so bad. Yeah, I'm yeah. Saying, <laughs> it was really bad. He's, uh, the, the thing is, like, he, he kind of just interviews, like, he doesn't interview people on every podcast. He just talks about internet bullshit, basically. 
It's like, well, okay, I get it. That's that's his audience, though. His audience, he got popular from doing YouTube videos. That's his audience. Yeah. But it's like you also got shows like um, Your Mom's House where it's like a clip show, mm-hmm. kind of like Tosh.0 or something, where you watch internet clips and, and they, just, make fun of they just, yeah, they just talk shit about them. Like, you know, I I like that format and I think, I mean, I feel like that'd be fun to do for sure. I just watched the one with Bill Burr, just the clip about Bill Burr and Christina P ganging up on Tom talking about how he's a fucking psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the end of the clip ends with him watching the video of the guy getting his fucking pelvis yeah, crushed yeah, by the, the car. It backs in. <laughs> and Tom and is Tom's just la- dying is laughing fucking every time. Dying the entire time. But yeah, I, I don't know. I like my favorite podcast will always be Sleepy Cabin. I've said that before. That's one that I think you'd like if you it's just something to just have on It seems to uh all over the place. Yeah, that's that's, that's a big problem because there's usually three to four people on. See, like, and we go max three people, but I don't know that we go crazy anymore. Like with our earlier ones, they were when fucking we were mad. fucking hammered yeah. and shit. I mean, yeah. now it's like we sort of got an idea of when people can talk and sound bites and things like that. Yeah, for sure. But that's like the hardest thing to do. Is to make sure you're not talking over each other and shit. That's, headphones help that, I yeah. think. And that was the thing with the Sleepy Cabin podcast that I like was that... It's kind of just freelance, you know? I, yeah, I like all those guys because they do the weird Flash videos and yeah. they make weird video games. But I think ones that are... Even when it's just one person, it's easier to digest, you know? I, I, I like Chris D'Elia and Bill Burr. It's like, because they just, you know, they're just kind of riffing. Yeah, I, it's I, almost like watching them practice stand up in yeah. a way. And you hear what's interesting too is you hear like Bill Burr say something in his podcast, and when we went to see him, he would say a lot of the same shit because it's kind of like he's he's testing the waters there, and he's also coming up with shit on his podcast. And he he uh, I was watching clips of him on Conan and uh, other like talk shows last night, and he'd say he was saying a lot of the same things he was saying on his podcast because it's a way for him to. You know, practice that basically. Yeah, practice telling the story or stuff like that. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, you don't necessarily get the feedback instantly, but you kind of develop the way you're telling the story. Mm-hmm. And that's, I feel like that's what a lot of comedy is, is storytelling. I think there's, I'll send you like two or three episodes of the Sleepy Cast that I think you'd like. Ones that aren't too crazy. Ones that aren't too all over the place. They're yeah. like ones that are three people. Like there's I've that- seen podcasts where they have seven or eight people and it's like, well, oh, what are you doing? Yeah, like, like there's too the, much. Actually, no, you probably wouldn't like the official podcast because I'm pretty sure that one is five people minimum. Now they think about it and, and four I think, people minimum. And with three people, it's easier to tell who's talking to. Yeah. Unless that's, you that's, listen a lot, you, you don't really know, you don't recognize the person's voice. That's the thing is that the good thing about Sleepy Cabin is that they're all voice actors, so you can kind of pick them apart if right. you're listening to it. Um, Like Stamper, Stamper and Zach have two completely different voices. Right. And then, you know, Corey has a weird cadence with his words, and then you have Niall and uh, Chris that are both Irish, so they're kind of hard to tell apart. But then you have uh, Jeff, and Jeff's the other one. Yeah, but see, uh, I just crank the bass on my voice. That's what about my yeah. That's I crank so it all. <laughs> I max it out. Actually, I probably could do that, right? I feel like I could mix my voice to have way more bass. Maybe, <laughs> even though it doesn't need it. You have to do separate. Uh, you can channels, do FX right? echo. You can do brightness. I mean, you could play around with some. Uh, we could make our voices completely different. I'm a bee. I'm a bee. <laughs> All right, let's uh, take a little break. I'll show you just a a clip. Clear Shots is available on any of your favorite podcast platforms. ClearShotsPodcast.com is the best place to find all of our social media links. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at ClearShotsPod. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.